welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I am Zach Buck, the Dirtle Magus, and with me as always is Nathan Golia. Hey Zach, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. I just got off of a, a legacy tournament. I, I went two zero and one at the local, so you know n- nothing to nothing to brag about really. But um, it was a, it was a fun night. Yeah, um, been a while since you played Legacy. Yeah, I think the last time I played, I was on Infect, uh, like maybe two or three weeks ago. So yeah. it was nice to get back into the into the format again. Yep. Uh, usually that's what we talk about, what Legacy we play this week. Um, and you played just now, and I played earlier this week. So let's talk about the deck that we both played. Yeah, we both decided to play uh, Reanimator. Yep. Um, and I'm sh- we're gonna we'll just assume that most people have a passing familiarity with Reanimator, um, in that it's a deck that aims to put a gigantic creature in the graveyard and then bring it onto the battlefield with the card Reanimate. Yeah. Um, which is a one black mana sorcery that allows you to do that, except you lose life equal to its mana cost. Um, so I guess the what a, first yeah. question really is: What are your big dudes? What are you playing as far as your 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 monsters? So I have uh, three Grizzlebrands, which mm-hmm. is pretty much pretty standard to have multiple mm-hmm. Grizzlebrands. Uh, one Iona Shield of Maria, one Tidespout Tyrant, one Grave Titan, and one Elish Norn Grand Cenobite. Yes, I have two uh, Grizzlebrands because I only own two Grizzlebrands. Um, but I play an Iona and an Elish Norn. Then I run a Grave Titan as sort of my third Grizzlebrand, I guess. And I yep. also play one Inkwell Leviathan main. So that's an interesting card to talk about, because um, I have it in my sideboard. Um, what what fatties do you have in your board? I just have the Inkwell Leviathan in my sideboard. Okay, in my, in my sideboard I have uh, Blazing Archon and Ulamog. I don't own a Tidespout Tyrant, or I would be playing one main. you got to get a Tidespout Tyrant. Oh yeah, so yeah. It, definitely, <laughs> it definitely changes the game for you, for sure. Um, but that's, so that's just a, a card I don't own yet. That's a uh, good look at what the big guys are. What what would you say are some of the other core spells uh, in the deck? I mean, you know, obviously, you uh, you're, you're going to want to have careful study as a four of. You need to get those cards into the graveyard, right? Um, mm-hmm. Entomb, uh, Reanimate, and Exhum are pretty necessary. Ponder and Brainstorm, of course. Yep. Uh, the deck generally runs maybe one show-and-tell main uh, and some number in the board. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, what else here? Uh, Days and Force of Will. Um, yep. You know, Thoughtseize. Uh, normally th- around three-ish. And I'm running three Collector Brutalities uh, main. Uh, and instead of Jace's, a lot of people are running Jace, uh, Baby Jace. Um, yep. And I'm, I'm, not running, I'm not running him because I think that uh, the Collector Brutalities just got a little bit more... Uh, utility in the deck, and I don't ever think that I'm going to like win off of Jace, like ultimate Jason, and like a, you know, mill my opponent out. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Did you do you have Lotus Petal in your deck? I have uh, four Lotus Petals, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the deck runs a very very low land count. Yeah, uh, I think I have fifteen. I'm running fifteen as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am not playing Thoughtseize. I'm playing two Collected Brutalities. I don't have a show-and-tell in my deck either. Um, at least not in the main board. I have a couple in the sideboard. Um, but I think we should talk about the card, Collective Brutality. Yeah. So, um, I don't remember if we actually... We must have reviewed Eldritch Moon, so... Um, but just to recap, it's one in the black for a sorcery. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it has Escalate Discard a card, which allows you to pick additional modes. Uh, the three modes are to look at your opponent's hand and make them discard an instant or sorcery. Uh, target creature gets minus two, minus two until end of turn, or target player loses two life and you gain two life. So how, how has Collective Brutality been working for you? I mean, we were talking well, about... Tonight yeah. I played two Eldrazi decks, so it wasn't like, woo, I'm just killing your Deathrite Shaman or whatnot. Um, but uh, one of those decks played Thalia, and it was super awesome to be able to just get rid of Thalia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I, I escalated for, for value to look at my opponent's hand uh, and dropped a Grizzlebrand into the graveyard and then reanimated it. Yeah. So that was fine. I would say the dream with this card is to be able to kill a Deathrite Shaman and look for a Force of Will, especially in game one, against Deathrite Shaman blue decks. Yeah. Uh, like Shardless Bug, which I've found to be a pretty difficult matchup. Um, Collective Brutality is really good at doing that. Which is interesting, um, you know. It's just a main. It's a main boardable way to kill Deathrite Shaman. Which you could do other things. Some people played a Red Splash with Izet Charm. Um, some people have played Disfigure, <laughs> uh, but you know, Deathrite Shaman's something you really got to play around. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, just dis- being able disfigure, to take it out. I suppose has its value in that it's a one mana spell as opposed to a mm-hmm. two mana spell. Um, and you know, as far as killing Thalia is concerned. You don't need to kill Thalia, but like it's a real problem uh, if you're trying to dig. So it, that disfigures good for that scenario, right? I think that uh, the you know this this having this disfigure modal spell is is pretty good against Deathrite Shaman. The one thing I will say though is that it's not helping in other matchups as much as I would like it to. Um, I mean, you mentioned playing against Eldrazi twice. Um, I played against like uh, Blue Red Delver and uh, Show and Tell, and it's been good to like sort of peak for a Force of Will. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's also been like a two mana spell in my fifteen land deck, <laughs> which yeah. has made it really awkward. Um, Deathrite Shaman, the card, makes you slow down, so you it's not such a big deal that it's only that's a two mana card. But um, you know when you're trying to just like brace another combo and show and tell or you know preserve your life total you know don't want like a delver to get too many attacks in on you of course having to wait a turn to do something can be tough i it's it's tough i don't want to say it's bad because i don't necessarily know that i think it is but um it's it's a tough it's it's tough to sort of settle on what the right number is yeah i'm i'm really happy with the three that i'm playing but i could easily jump down to two or to one and play something else. I'm actually short on uh, reanimate spells. I'm only playing two reanimates, uh-huh. um, and then f- four exhum. Normally, you play three and three. I think um, some decks play eight total. I play nine total. I have an animate dead in my deck. Wow. Okay, you're all beach, in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have the uh, show and tell where you have the extra cards. So that makes that's sense. right. You have you have show and tell. Yep. Um. And I guess it's it's sort of a stylistic thing. I don't know if our metas are are informing that at all. I, I think that the best thing to do is just like hope that you have the combo immediately and just try and jam it. Yeah, I mean because that helps. <laughs> the more you let them set up, you know, the more of a chance they're going to be able to interact with you. And really, the dream is just to not let that happen. Yeah, I mean, my play of the night was I opened with. Uh... A land and a lotus petal, and I careful studied into another careful study uh, and a 
another Lotus Petal, so I cast another Careful Study. I drew a Reanimate, dropped a, a Grave Titan into my graveyard, and just reanimated that on its first turn. And my opponent started off his first turn with Eldrazi Displacer. And I was like, yeah. that's not real good against the, the Grave Titan. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Two-turn yeah. clock and... Uh... You know, I mean, they they can stop if they want, but sure yikes. can't block it. Yeah, <laughs> can't block it. Can't blink it. So, yeah, I mean, I think that one of the interesting parts about this deck compared to Show and Tell, which is also a deck about just achieving in some sort of ridiculously overpowered creature, is that each of the creatures has sort of different mode, like uh, not modes, but different applications. Mm-hmm. So, like. Actually, playing against Starless Bug the other night, um, I I was able to look at his hand with Collective Brutality and kill his Deathrite Shaman. I saw that he had a Liliana the Veil, so the one thing I the, the one thing I did was entomb Iona and bring it back, naming Black. Black, of course. And then basically yeah. just you, you know just have to sort of fade the Jace for a couple turns, but um, you know they they only made like one Jace, especially this might have even been game one. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's that's definitely, I mean, like a play that you want to make, um, or even like Grave Titan. There is yeah. fine too, you know. Like if you know it's in your opponent's hand, you can you can search up the right creature to play around it for sure. Yeah, and that's one of the advantages of having Thoughtseize or um, Collective Brutality in the deck. I even thought about playing Gitaxian Probe at one point just to say like, well, I can see if the coast is clear and this pitch is to force. Um, but ultimately, I didn't feel like it did enough. Um, what do you think about, uh, well, you, you mentioned Jace Prince Prodigy specifically. Um, some people also have played cards like Hapless Researcher. Um, Putrid Imp has made appearances. Yeah, I remember um, seeing Putrid Imp a few times. How, what do you think about playing some of these smaller graveyard enabler creatures? You're like looters? Um, I don't know. I mean, like... You know, Hapless Researcher is is basically the same thing as as Neonate, right? Like, uh, yeah, it, you can sacrifice it to draw and discard. Um, that card's fine, I guess, but it's like a less good version of Careful Study. Um, so obviously, you're not trading one for the other, but I, I think that you just want to be action spells because um, your opponent's gonna try and save up spell pierces nine times out of ten for what you're doing so you just want to have more girth there to like mess with what he's doing and i think that more draw spells like ponder instead of hapless research uh researcher is is just better yeah i think i mean my feeling is on these has been that i feel like my meta is pretty fair and people have creature removal yeah obviously like a lightning bolt doesn't do anything against hapless researcher um, but it doesn't do nothing against it. I mean, it forces you to use it. Yep. And if you don't have the creature in your hand or draw it off the researcher, then, you know, yeah. you know, bully for you. I mean, um, man, if, if collective brutality costs one mana, it, it'd be an auto. Like you just, you would just play yeah. it immediately. Right. Like the main thing that card does is it costs two mana. So it's tough to be like, well, I guess I'll crack my Lotus petal, discard my grizzle brand, kill your guy, look at your hand and then, like, hope to, you know, get what I need next. It's it's the not drawing that's the problem, right? Like, you're never using that to to dome your opponent for two. I mean, I did just because I double-escalated it for value with yeah, uh, two, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. A, like, an Iona and something else. But, no, I know what you mean, yeah. 
that isn't irrelevant though. I mean, if you have like the card reanimate, which which zaps your life total, yeah, or you're getting Sometimes a grizzle you brand need to, to gain two life just so you can grizzle brand. Yeah, I definitely the card is is so interesting. You know, I, I guess the other the other thing about uh, about the collective brutality is that it doesn't hit some of the other common hate that gets brought in post board. Like people aren't generally leaning on more uh, instants and sorceries. It's going to be something like Graph Digger's Cage or mm-hmm. Rest in Peace uh, that comes in, and and not being able to, to take one of those is really really tough. It is. So yeah. Thoughtseize is so great. You know, I mean, Thoughtseize you don't will take out Thoughtseize generally. That's that's that card's just too good to not include, right? Um, the only I time actually I haven't been playing it, but I, I think I might want to. That's the yeah. thing. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. trying to decide. The only time I take them out is when I'm like. Okay, I'm against a really aggressive deck, you know, like Burn, I would take it out against, or like, even Eldrazi, I kind of go, hmm, do I care to, like, take out one card of this deck's hand? It generally doesn't take them apart, like, you know, like a good Thought Seize normally can just stop your opponent in its, in its tracks. That deck mm-hmm. is so resilient to that because it's just like, oh, well, you know, just top deck another 4-4 four, four for 2 mana and play that then. You know, it's it's never. I never feel like I'm getting ahead of my opponent with a Thoughtseize there. I'm just like making it easier for him to kill me faster. Do you ever Thoughtseize yourself? I've to not had guy? to uh, thus far. I, I, you know, I've, I've seen that as like a reason to have Thoughtseize. I mean, Collective Brutality makes that irrelevant. You yeah. can always you can always discard to it because you can always force them to reel their hand and and drain them unless they have something like Leyline of Sanctity out, which they probably don't. Yeah, or you um, can drain yourself, guess. right? Like, is it target player? Ooh, that's a good opponent? question. Is it target player or target opponent? Let's find out. Let's look. Let's uh, uh, target opponent loses target two life opponent. and you gain two life. Fair yeah. enough. And you also can uh, you can't reveal your own hand. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, I I've, I've been having I've had success with the deck just going with this blazing all in idea. Um, but it's the kind of thing that I personally don't know that I would want to test my luck with at a big tournament. Um, so with that being said, like what appeals to you about playing this deck? I mean, we could talk a little bit about why someone might, might choose this deck. The ability to do something else in between rounds, like you win and lose so quickly. It's, it's just, it's uncanny. You're just like, well, I'm done playing magic for the next 20 minutes. You know, I'll, I'll go trade or you know, walk around the corner to the bar, that, yeah. that sort of thing. I love I love the fact that you can play this deck, be done a match pretty quickly, and, and, and move on, which is, if you're playing a big event, is a big deal, because that means you can eat, you know, in between rounds, you can, you know, you can move around, you can talk to people. I like to socialize with those things. Yeah. I, I definitely uh, picked this deck because the meta here in Utah was so overwhelmingly fair that I felt like I'd just get some... Yeah. Quick rounds and you know, there's gonna be people who couldn't couldn't deal with the turn one or turn two grizzle brand. Um yeah, I think that uh if you if, you know, playing shorter rounds appeals to you. I think there's a there's sort of a um a stereotype that this deck isn't that hard to play. That that I would not say though. Mm-hmm. In fact if you know you only have a couple turns, it actually condenses the decision so much more. Uh, something like, do I cast Careful Study here, or do I have Ponder, can make or break a game, or do I do Ponder, can make or break a game? Yeah, I'd say it's slightly harder to play than, uh, than like, say, uh, like a burn deck, you know, as far as linear yeah. linear strategies are concerned. 
Um, I I wasn't super good with the deck the first time I played it. I, I'm not great with it now, but I definitely feel uh, feel much better about uh, playing it at this point. Yeah, I mean, I've just I've just uh, like so just talking about like the decisions you have to make. I was playing against Charles Bug the other night and. Um, this was game two. I had won game one with that Iona on black against his hand of Liliana, Abrupt Decay, and three lands. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm actually at game two, and I'm like, okay, so I've got a game. I've got a game in hand here. I boarded in Pithing Needles. I boarded in Abrupt Decays. Um, and I sort of looked at my Inkwell Leviathan and said, uh, I don't really have a thing to take out otherwise here because they're gonna. I know he's going to play Graph Digger's Cage. I know he's going to have Death Bear Chama, and I need to... I don't want to thin out my. Uh, I, I don't want to. I want to make sure that what I have sticks. I want to make sure I have all my hands sculpting and stuff like that, right? Yeah, of course. So I turn one. I drop a needle on Liliana, and then uh, he proceeds to play a bunch of creatures. Uh, Charlotte's agent, Deathrite Shaman, you know, and then I bring out Elish Norn. And that wipes his board, and I'm feeling pretty good, right? Yeah, so I'm attacking with my Elish Norn into his three four Tarmogoyf. <laughs> yeah, um, and I know that like, but he I, he's making land drops. I sort of like, okay, just please don't draw Jace, please don't draw Jace. Of course, he drew Jace. Yeah. So he's down. I'm looking. He's at, he's at about six, I think six or five or six, something like that. He plays Jace, bounces Elish Norn, attacks me with Tarmogoyf, which is now a five six. And I actually have the combo again. I have Entomb and Exhum in my hand. And I'm going through my deck, and I'm like, you know what? Inkwell Leviathan would have been super good here because he can't bounce it with Jace, and it's just going to island walk right through his board. <laughs> he has no way to get rid of this. Um, but I didn't bring it in. I brought up my Grave Titan. He bounced it with Jace. Tarmogoyf chewed through my uh, zombies pretty fast, and that was the end of the game. <clears throat> and uh you know it just goes to show you just like little decisions you know you really have to think ahead about like what your potential lines of play could be like you know you're bringing a needle thinking you're going to name death right shaman in my case i had a collective brutality in my hand and lsh norn so i knew i could see if they named liliana right that's what i wanted to do at least yeah and uh angle leviathan would have been a game-winning play there instead i lost you know so and it, it's just it just you know it's one of those things where it's just like you know this is a toolboxy deck with entomb um which is also funny because you only have the one tutor so like sometimes you careful study and you're like all right here we go yep uh i guess i'm gonna bring out iona and hope and name a color and hope that ends your game and it may or may not but uh there's a little bit more you have to learn to play out of certain situations yeah I and mean, whenever you do name the right color with with uh, Iona, it's it's so brutalizing. And when you name the wrong one, it's just like, well, I still have a seven seven flyer. Deal with that. Yeah, right. Um, it's actually a f- funny. Like, I got we would play we play show and tell, and I, had, I haven't seen him in a couple weeks. And uh, I had a turn two Iona, and he played like pol- polluted Delta, Lotus Petal, and passed. And, like, at the last second, as I was exhuming Iona, I, I almost named Black. It's like, oh, he's playing Storm. I was like, wait a minute, I know this person. He doesn't play Storm. This is totally show and tell. And he's like, blue. Blue, yeah, but, I mean, I, I was pretty close to naming Black. 
<laughs> so that would have been that would have been pretty bad. I think he would have actually won because he yeah, would have had like show and tell missions on Mercool. <laughs> yeah, getting um, Mercool out onto the board, even if Iona's out, is pretty much not going to help you. Yeah, you need tight spell tyrant. <laughs> yeah, which by I the did way, I spells. just uh, while we were talking, I just ordered uh, a foil tight spell tyrant. Yeah, I, I think Just yeah. Let's talk about Tide Spot Tyrant. I think the card is really good, and that's yeah, one of the reasons to play four Lotus Petals. Yeah. Um, I actually in game two of that, he did cast Show and Tell, leaving his hand empty. I put in Basic Swamp. He put in Emrakul, but his hand was empty. I just tapped the Basic Swamp, entombed Tide Spot Tyrant, got it out. Lotus Petal bounced his uh, Emrakul, and and Tide Spot Tyrant rode to victory. Um, oh, I've also used it to just like repeatedly bounce the card Maze of Ith yep, um, against a lands it. player. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, you know, there are cards that get you out of jams. Yeah. You know, what, what's a card, you know, is there any, any like, you know, one of these situational cards that's really gotten you out of a jam like that? Anything you would well, recommend? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you have Blazing Archon. Ink, Inkwell Leviathan, of course, uh, against lands is pretty good. He just couldn't yep. deal with it. You know, even, you know... It's not unblockable, but it's just trampling through every turn. Like if if somebody does happen to have something, I played it uh, against. Uh, I, I searched out and played it against. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Eldrazi, the the white Eldrazi player I had, who was like mm-hmm. on Iona and stuff. And I was like, oh, I don't know if he has like, you know, swords of plowshares in his deck or something. So I'll just get Inkwell and same thing. Like he just couldn't couldn't handle it. Well, he has a Heldrazi Displacer at the very least. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, they probably don't have Edicts. Mm. <laughs> as that's something to know. Um, Endbringer is another card that they can use to uh, to to ruin your day with your one big guy out. Yeah, I actually so. lost... Uh, I played for fun against a, a straight Eldrazi player. And uh, uh, in the third game we were playing, we were playing he... he uh, I cast Show and Tell, and he got out of Endbringer. And uh, I got out Elishnorn, and it eventually just got over top of me. It took a while, but he eventually got out enough guys that it just didn't matter. Yeah. Um, Blazing Archon is an interesting one. That's a pretty good card against Eldrazi too, right? Yeah, they have they have a really hard time uh, removing it, but it is a five five. Uh, it's a five six, right? Yeah, so it does beat five, dismember. Six, so it does it does beat dismember. So that's that's good. Um, I haven't had to get it out against them yet, uh, but yeah, as a five six, it's really hard for them to deal with. I think uh, you know, Tidespout Tyrant versus Ashen Rider is something that has had a little bit of discussion. Um, Ashen Rider will remove anything as soon as it comes in, but that doesn't you know it doesn't do anything against two things. Whereas Tidespout Tyrant, you can have some pretty busted sequences like Tidespout Tyrant, Lotus Petal, Lotus Petal. Or Lotus Petal Brainstorm. Uh, I bounced. I bounced a Reality Smasher on their turn <laughs> with a Brainstorm when they thought they were going to attack around me or kill my Tyrant. Yeah. Um. So I, I've, I've considered testing that. Another card that's seen some play is Archetype of Endurance. That was in uh, a top eight Reanimator deck from a Grand Prix last year, um, and that is like a six five with Hexproof that gives all your creatures Hexproof. Um, yeah. I guess this, it's a solution to Caracas, which can be which can be tough. Uh, maybe that's a good segue to talk about. So, if you're playing Reanimator, what are some of the common uh, sideboard cards you can expect to be played against you, and how how do you beat them? 
Well, you gotta expect rest in peace, obviously. Uh, Graft Digger's Cage, for sure. Um, Leyline of the Void, um, obviously the hardest of all of those to deal with because you're just running uh, Abrupt Decays, so you really can't deal with Leyline of the Void uh, mm -hmm. directly. Um, that's why I play uh, four in my 75. Uh, I play four show and tells. So I think that show and tell is, is specifically good against decks that are trying to hate on you. Mm -hmm. um, and I would almost play two main, but I just want, I'd rather have more utility in my reanimation uh, initially and then, and then be able to board into something more, more showy later on. Yeah, um, I mean, with the Collective Brutalities, I feel like I've got a way to deal with Deathrite Shaman. Uh, whether or not that stays or not is a different question. But uh, So I, I don't like playing the Show and Tell main, um, because you have to get the three to cast it, and yeah. Oh, yeah. sometimes they have something horrific. <laughs> yeah, it's that, <laughs> like, that's, that, is a, that is a truth, is if they have something terrible, yeah. you're, you know, you're screwed. But when they don't, you know, you, yeah. you just get the free win. It feels good to bring it in. Yeah, it feels good to bring it in against some decks. Like, I brought it in against lands. Like, they have nothing to bring yeah, in. I guess they have, like, Caracas. Tireless but, Tracker. You know, I'm probably trying to set up. Yeah. Yeah. Tireless Tracker. Um, um, surgical Extraction is one to watch out for. Yeah, that's um, a hard one to deal with. You just have to, like, have a counter spell, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you can ex you can entomb in response to get something different. Um, that's assuming you're uh, casting Exhum. Exhuming you're casting Exhum, yeah, yeah. that's right. Good point. Um... Uh, fairy Macabre doesn't see a lot of play. I, I actually play my own Fairy Macabres. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the sideboard as a sideboard card. And I and I like Fairy Macabre against, you know, Life from the Loam decks. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, the there mirror. were two there lands another... players tonight. I, I might start bringing in my own Fairy Macabres. Yeah. That was, that was British. Um, yeah, it's good. In the, there's also the mirror. There's a mirror consideration uh, that there's someone else who has a reanimator deck in, uh, in in Utah, and actually, he plays Etherling, which is a card we could talk oh, about okay. as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a he's real card. Ether, he's got Etherling in his deck. Um, uh, I like Fairy Macabre because you can reanimate it and just you know sort of build your own tutu with you know, tutu flyer. If you like, don't have anything better to do, you, you can just block discard it. Someone's Delver secrets with it. Yeah, I mean, lands was the reason I had it, and like I did. Uh, well, speaking of Tide Tower and plays like. Um, he I, I cleared his graveyard with Fairy Macabre, reanimated Tidespot Tyrant, then reanimated Fairy Macabre and bounced his Maze of Ith, Then spent the rest of the game trying to bounce his Maze of Ith. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, so he couldn't untap my guy. Um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I'm looking at for my sideboard. How about that? Yeah. Uh, so I've got three Show and Tells. I've got three Abrupt Decays. I've got three Massacre. Um, two Duress. One Flusterstorm, one Toxic Deluge, one Ulamog, the Ceaseless Hunger, and mm -hmm. one Blazing Archon. Uh, yeah, what do I have? I have three Decays, three Pithy Needles, two Show and Tell. It looks like I have three Surgical Extractions here. A Fairy Macabre Massacre, an Inkwell Leviathan. You are hating um, on graveyards. I think I'm more worried. I think I'm more worried about the uh, mirror than I should be because I haven't seen that guy in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we do have people who play loam, yeah. uh, so in lands or there's also there's also a person who occasionally shows up with uh, the four color loam deck, um, and you know just stopping them from doing their stuff is pretty good. 
Yeah, abrupt decay. I mean, it's it, it's sort of a necessity, right? Because you have to deal with counterbalance. Yeah, I mean, counterbalance. Uh, you know, uh, other people's uh, what's it called? Uh, rest in pieces. Pithing mm-hmm. needles. Uh, not pithing needles. Uh, Chalice of the void. Chalice of the void. Uh, did I already say cage? Craft digger's cage. No, you didn't. But that yeah. was what you meant. Yeah, not pithing needle. Good yeah. point. Pithing needle, I guess, for what? Grizzlebrand. <laughs> what would you pithing needle uh, if you had to play against this deck? I mean, I don't think I would. Some people do pithing needle Grizzlebrand because they just don't have anything better to do. Yeah. Like with their sideboard, they're boarding out dead cards and just bring that in. Um. And, you know, it's worth bringing in. Pithy Needles are important. I, I mean, because you have... It, it's a way to deal with Caracas. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, the other way to deal with Caracas is to, like, get a non-legend. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, But yeah. then you open yourself up to other other issues. That's the um, bummer about uh, uh, Ulamog, is he's so good against what the strategy is for uh, lands. But they play Caracas, which is, is sort of a bummer because they'll just put this back in your hand if they have a Caracas. But being yeah. able to attack them three times, no matter what they do, and just the game's over. Um, I think uh, something that lands is, is a deceptively tough matchup because they often have crop rotation for Bojukabog. Yeah, uh, I walked into that. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even have it on my radar either. I wasn't even thinking about it. Um, that's something to watch out for, uh, just in terms of hate. Like you know, that's something that some decks have main. You know, like a Ma- Maverick might have it if they have another Reliquary out, though. Uh, they also might get Caracas, but it's something else to watch out for. Um, what are some of the good matchups? Like, what do you want to play against with Reanimator? Uh, I mean, I think you just you want to play against decks that are trying to be more aggressive uh, and not really interacting with you at all, like Burn. Seems fine if you can get out a Grizzlebrand on turn two for for no life loss. You're in pretty good shape. Uh, it's going to be hard for them to deal with a seven seven life linker. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, I mean, I guess the Eldrazi deck is pretty is a pretty big pushover uh, for for this deck. I feel like you you know they'll they're going to have ley lines after the. Uh, after the sideboard, but you have the show and tells, you know, to to be like, well, if you have that, I have this, you know, like so yeah. you can play that, you know, that cold war of of how your how your sideboard beats their sideboard, um, and normally they have to side, you know, mull to five to get to what they want. This might be the only deck I've ever played that's favored against elves. <laughs> yeah, this is this is pretty good against elves. This is great against elves. I mean, they really don't have an answer to. Well, you don't have an answer to Iona on green. They certainly don't have an <laughs> um, answer to Blazing Archon. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't even play... I mean, they don't, they don't splash for Swords of Plowshares. Yeah, I mean, like, what are they going to play? The, uh... Like, try and drain you with that elf? Uh, Shaman of the Pack. Like, yeah, that would be their backup plan, but you, they're probably dead before they can mm. assemble that. Way dead, yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh... I played against a player playing blue red Delver, which I guess is sort of like Burn, so it should be sort of thought of the same way. And I kind of felt bad. I got paired up in the first round against it both times, 
and uh, he just wants to do something sweet. Like he's got Bedlam Reveler in his deck. I just want to see it hit the table, but I keep winning before he can get <laughs> Bedlam it. Bedlam Reveler is is I mean it's a, an amazing mid game monster in in this format. Yeah, um, it's just good luck getting to the mid game right now. There's so many decks are just trying to win on turn three, turn four. You know, yeah, in what I consider a fair in a fair environment in this format. Where you're not yeah. like trying to combo somebody out, like I don't cons- I consider this a combo deck to an extent, but you're attacking with a seven seven monster. You're not like casting X, you know, like X to uh, spells to kill your opponent. With you're just like, oh, now I have more cards in my hand and I'll kill you. Yep, uh, I think uh, so. It's one of those situations. I, I mean, a hard matchup, and we've mentioned Shardless Bug. I guess that is something about to worry about with Elves, whether or not they have Death Rate Shaman, but. Um, since they don't have counter magic to play around, you can sort of just beat the Death Rite Shaman with, uh, you know, sort of tight play. You probably have some time to draw into, uh, you know, an, either an Exhum with two guys in the graveyard or do it when they tap out, which is a thing that happens. Um, I haven't played against Grixis Delver yet. I've played against it, I want to say, on the other side. And uh, it's pretty even. Again, it's like a Death Rite Shaman dependent. Yeah, I, I feel like you're probably pretty good against Dredge. Uh, against Dredge, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, what are they gonna you, do? Play a play a couple of, you know, two twos on the board, and you're just gonna play Alish Norn? What are they gonna reanimate yeah, their Alish own Alish Norn? Against, yeah, um, there, there's always that like. That's fine. That's scared that they can. They're gonna like exhume like a, you know, thirteen thirteen Grave Troll somehow but they shouldn't have that many cards in their graveyard by the time you're winning i mean they're just not they interacting with therapy. you at all you're not yeah. interacting with them at all and and chances are you're going to beat them yep cabal therapy is uh, a thing for sure storm is another one of those matches where it's like you know you're both trying to win as fast as possible um and if you can get out something like iona yeah and you have you days know. and force of will against them you have so days like, and force you, of will you can slow yeah. them down and they really don't have any way of interacting with you. Yeah, they they can they can duress they can duress you, but when they're they're spending time duressing you, they're not killing you. <laughs> um, and also, they have that that situation where they duress your combo or they duress your counter magic, which you could have. Um, so, uh, and, oh, and uh, Stoneforge Mystic decks are usually pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, uh, the, the the other part of the the half of the White Eldrazi deck was he was playing Stoneforge Mystic. I was like, cool, Grizzlebrand. Yeah, uh, I like your four four Life Linker that you're gonna put out in a couple of turns. That's I, cute. I, I got bodied so bad at table one of a tournament. Like I was on this great winning streak, and I played against Reanimator. Actually, Hank Zhang, who's a local player in New York, was was playing Reanimator. He and it, he in game two, um, I got out of scavenging ooze, at Tormod's crypt, and I was feeling real good. He top decked massacre, killed my scavenging ooze. Uh, I think I had like a noble hierarch scavenging ooze and uh, Vendillion click. Mm-hmm. Then he reanimated my scavenging ooze, ate my own creatures out of the graveyard with his green sources, and just beat me to death with my own scavenging ooze. <laughs> because I like the the, the Tormod's Crypt did nothing. I actually was in the horrifying situation of having to decide whether I wanted to Tormod's Crypt my own graveyard. And I was like, well, you know, I'll draw a source of plowshares or a chase. 
or a knight or something to block this with, and I just never did. <laughs> he just killed me with my own 4-4 ooze. <laughs> it was so brutal. So, yeah, having a Stoneforge Mystic deck is not really where you want to be. Yeah. Decks, that other decks that I can see that, like, aren't great against this deck are, like, yeah, like, Blue-Red Delver, obviously, right? Uh, I feel like Jund is probably not great against this deck, aside from just, they have the Deathrite Shamans, but I feel like they're greedy with their Deathrite Shamans, generally. They're trying to cast, like, three drops on turn two. If they don't know what you're up to uh, on turn two, they're in some serious trouble. Um, having played Jund... And again, being the kind of person who gets paranoid about Reanimator, um, I mean, I, you have the Deathrite Shamans, you have Liliana, which is which is pretty good against yeah. a single threat. If Thought you know, um, Thoughtseize, you can Thoughtseize clear the way for Liliana, and then post board, I usually have a couple Graph Diggers, Cages, and Surgical Extractions. Okay, that's not to say that it's always a bad matchup though, because not all Jun players will have that kind of sideboard plan. I just I just feel. Personally, like you said, you know that you're that I'm ramped up for the I'm just the kind of person who never leaves home without ample graveyard hate. Yeah, I mean, I I <laughs> I always end up playing uh, it, when I play Rug Delver. Uh, I play Gilda Drakes in my sideboard. Yeah, because I love to take my opponent's creatures from them and hand them a three three that I can block with my Delver if I have to, you know. And now I've got your giant dude. I think a lot of the matchups end up to how comfortable you are mulliganing. Like, Rug Delver is, is one of these matchups where it's like, yeah, I mean, they're not going to be able to do much if you got a guy on the field, but they're also playing ample counter magic. You're you're leaning heavily on your underground seas, and they have Wasteland, oh, yeah. they have Stifle. Um, they can very easily just you know prevent you from doing anything, and that's one of those situations where you know, if you're on the draw, you know, maybe you win game one, you really want to just make sure that you can just jam something as soon as possible before they can get all their goodies online. Yeah, it often comes down to who has more force of will days in their hand, which is really bad for you because you want, you're already doing something, so you're technically already a card down. Yeah. Um, and if they have a force of will days, or if they are untapped and have like a spell pierce force of will days, it's very hard for you to to come back from that. Especially if they yeah. go if it goes as far as th- as three counter spells, because that's 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 your hand. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I, uh, I definitely think that. Um, I maybe mean, it was the blue red Delver player where game two like it, now he doesn't have stifle or wasteland but he does have like price of progress and yeah. stuff that can really ruin your day if they get pressure um and i was just like you know i got a jam right so i and, and to be fair like he knew what to do he countered my careful study countered my entomb and i just had to draw out of it before he could assemble a win and that's what i did but it was pretty lucky like having i, I had an exhumed what, and that is important against decks like that where, you know, you might not have the ability to reanimate anything <laughs> pretty fast, you know, because you could be either dead on the crackback or uh, just dead. Yeah. From trying to do it. Uh, anything else we want to talk about? We're in about 40 minutes here. Um, well, I played Legacy. Uh, sorry, Vintage. I played Vintage. Uh, I played Vintage last week. Uh, I played Mentor, uh, and I'll keep this short. I went 0-3 and then got the bye in the fourth round. 
which is which is brutal. But I it was, a, it was a, it's a really fun deck. I just have to kind of learn it a little better. I also got Moat played on me uh, in in the first round, which I think just spelled uh, the end for me pretty pretty quickly after that. I even was able to get out a Jace Emblem against my opponent, uh, Baby Jace Emblem, and yeah. uh, tried to mill him out, but he had an Emrakul in his deck. So, so he had Moat and Emrakul. Yeah, he was playing like a weird Nahiri deck with... I mean, dude dude knows his shit. He's, he's a legit uh, vintage player. Um, he was testing yeah. out Nahiri in what looked like a Mentor deck. It was like a blue, big blue control deck, basically. Like, he had, you know, uh, Jaces and stuff like that. But I think he also had Mentors. Um... And he just was able to just go over top of me, and I then when I finally was like, okay, well, I'll try and mill you out, he was like, yep, and there's that Emrakul I've been chilling <laughs> out next to. I was like, oh, good. That's awesome. Like, the best, yeah. my best case scenario then is, like, try to save up enough spells that I can, like, hit his Emrakul trigger and then, like, cast 12 spells to, like, mill him out. It was, it was, it was, it was demoralizing. Yeah, that does sound that does sound pretty bad. What else did you play against? Um, I played against that. I played against. Uh... Oh man, uh, I played against another uh, mentor deck. I think I played mm-hmm. three mentor decks. Yeah, it was it was mentor night out. Like, oh no, I played dredge. dredge I played, yeah. I played oh. one dredge, uh, one dredge player, and I and I beat him in the first game. He beat me in the second game. The third in the third game. I didn't realize he. I could have killed him. Uh, I didn't realize that uh, Dak Faden targets players, and he only had two, uh, one card in his deck, so I could have just made him draw. Oh yeah, that, yeah. that would work. I, I did um, not actually realize that he was he was shaking his boots, but I I was you know, yeah. I was miles away. Um, uh, it's interesting that you won game one. Of, uh, I would assume that's really really hard for I lucked mentor out. game. I one. lucked out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe they 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 go looking for bizarre and can't find one. Well, he turned one bizarre, and then I uh, uh, had a strip mine, so I stripped it, Um, and I had uh, another couple of turns. And he played a land that lets you get a land from your graveyard and put it into play or put into your Mm -hmm. hand. So he got his bizarre back eventually and and got back into the game. But by then, I was already doing pretty well, and there wasn't much he could he could do. Yeah. Cool. Well. Good, better luck next time with Vintage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely think I'll try something different next time. Um, but, you know, you got to sometimes sometimes you play Vintage and you go three. I actually had a – it was a wonderful night. Uh, I hung out with uh, hung out with a friend, and uh, my fiancé was there, and uh, we went and got Mexican food afterwards and then just took a cab home. It was it was delightful. Great. Well, yeah, so I, think I uh, – oh. that's all for me, so. Oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it for that this week. Uh, so uh, yeah, I guess next week is Kaladash will be out, so maybe we can see what's going on with that. Uh, ne- there will also be a ban restricted update. Oh yeah, sub- that's... on Monday. Quick, quick. Uh, you uh, want to predict? Yeah, yeah, predictions. Uh, so I think something in counterbalance might get touched. Uh, I definitely think that in modern they're going to get rid of Delve, uh, uh, Delve spells, uh, at least the important ones like uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Become immense. Yeah. 
That's I might be that. completely incorrect, but I think that card is brutally broken. They might get rid of uh, free spells, too. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't think they're going to do all of these things, but I think they're going to do one of them. Um, I think that... I'm, 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 I would say I'm, I'm slightly less than uh, confident they will do anything to Legacy. Um, it would be something out of Miracles, if anything. It would be probably Counterbalance or Top. I'm not. I'm not betting on that. I'm. I'm I think something's going to happen in modern. Um, something's got to happen in modern. It's about. It's about time. And the the modern uh, meta game is so warped right now. It's just infect versus affinity versus shadow uh, zoo. Death shadow aggro. Yeah. Shadow aggro. And they're they're powered by become immense, which. Is a delve spell, and it's kind of interesting how that works. Just can't be balanced. And and Gitaxian Probe. So all three of those cards uh, could could be on the chopping block. I would like to see uh, Mutagenic Growth and Become Immense go so that I can play Storm again. Yeah. I'd like to be able to still play Storm, and you need those Gitaxian Probes for Storm. I'll tell you the bet I made on Modern. I ordered four Splinter Twins today. They're like $2. Yeah. 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 I just was like, you know. Thinking Maybe they'll just unbanned. try this. Man, I didn't even think about unbans. What unbans could could come out? You think Splinter Twin might come back? I think it's a little early. I think it could happen, but it's a little early. Yeah, they might look at what's happened in the format and say, you know, Splinter Twin. There's no. If the argument was that Splinter Twin was holding down all the blue decks, but the blue <laughs> there decks. Are no blue decks. There's still not really absolutely no blue decks now. Yeah, and and like you know, you can play blue deck and do okay in modern. It's not it's not that you can't, but if you really want to win, you're probably not playing blue because you probably want eight pieces of uh, turn one removal. So you're gonna play something with bolt and decay, or decay and path, or bolt and path, right? You want all those together, Um, and blue just doesn't offer you that removal option. (laughs) So you're gonna have to lean on your other colors. Um, so it's possible they could say, you know what, we'll give them Splinter Twin back. You get the sort of soft, soft removal of, uh, Deceiver XR tapping down your guy, which is, which is, can be brutal, <laughs> um, in modern, right? Yeah. Uh, and then the, the threat of untapping and winning, which will just tap the brakes on all these decks. But and also, I mean, it would just be such a hit for the community. I think people want Splinter Twin back. So yeah, I think uh, I think Splinter <laughs> Twin's a, a, a f- super interesting deck. Um, it it's it's not unfun to play against. Like you have to play smart to play against that deck, but it's not like impossible to beat. You know, like it was just a solid deck. It was actually like a tier two deck when I started in modern. It was just like they kept banning stuff and banning stuff until that became the best deck. Yeah, uh, I think that is definitely true. And the, the, like decks like Bantel Drazi that have emerged, um, and all these other decks that are pretty fast. I mean, there's a lot more deck diversity now than there was when Splinter Twin was banned in Modern, just because there's more cards available. So, um, actually, I think, and, and the irony is that I think the blue decks or Splinter Twin's a good matchup for the blue decks. So you might actually see them come back if Splinter Twin comes back. Ironically enough. Um, I don't think any unbans will happen in Legacy unless they ban something. 
Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine them unbanning anything, right? Like, there's just nothing. I, like, what would you even think that they could unban? Like, Skull Clamp? Mind Twist. Mind but that twist? wouldn't do anything. It's like Black Vise, right? Yeah, Mind Twist, I could see. I guess Skull Clamp would be brutal. No, you can't unban Skull Clamp. <laughs> like, oh, we'll um, just play Affinity. I'll draw all the cards. Uh, yeah, Skull Clamp in a world where young Pyromancer and Mentor exists is just yeah. untenable. Um, what about Vintage? You think uh, any chance Gush goes? We just played against three Mentor decks. Come so on, maybe I don't think does. they can really. I don't think they really even pay that much attention to Vintage. Uh, everyone's like, they're gonna, they gotta get rid of Gush, and I'm like, does anyone care about this format at all? I don't think Wizards is even paying any attention. Um, I I love it. I'm a big fan of the format, but I just don't think Wizards gives a shit about about vintage at all. Like that's just you know, I I feel like th- there's zero there's zero talk in the office. Yeah. No one's like no one's like meeting. I I work in game design. No one's meeting in the office and being like, well, what are we gonna do about vintage today? You know, they're like, let's t- talk about game design. Let's talk about standard. You know. Let's talk about what the next couple of sets are going to look like. I don't think anybody is like, hmm, you know, vintage players are causing a stir with, with Gush. They're like, whatever, let them play in their own little funky sandbox. We're not worried about it. They, they have they have made moves in vintage. They, they restricted Chalice and Lodestone Golem. It's true, but that, the there's so year. few and far between. And that was because yeah. that deck was just like the... It was... Here's, what, here's how I'll put it. it as soon as... Gush Mentor becomes as oppressive as Shops was, then I think we can expect to see some action. Until then, I don't think we have to, anything to worry about. Yeah, I mean, there's a... Uh, I've been listening to the uh, Vintage podcast, so many insane plays, and they just was like, you know, the card, like Thalia, the character, is just taking over Vintage. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's in she's in decks with Shops. You know, she's in Shops decks or Shops style decks. She's in, you know, Hate Bears decks. She just brutalizes the blue decks so you know maybe there's maybe it's balanced out enough now i don't know something something to look forward to yeah i can't wait always always a fun time uh always a fun time of the year all right well uh i guess until next week thanks zach have a good night come on down